Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. In our last episode, you met Dr. Nicole Martin, Chief Impact Officer of Christianity Today. Nicole shared about when she first realized the true meaning and depth of Christmas and how she and her family prioritize being over doing during this typically hectic time of the year. In this episode, Nicole walks us through her final two talking points that support her personal meaning of Christmas. And we both share why we think Christ came as a baby and not as a full-grown adult and how that holds significance to all Christians. Without further ado, let's jump back into our conversation with Nicole. In the last episode, we started talking about what Christmas means to you personally, Mm -hmm. and you talked about the presence of Emmanuel, God with us. So the next point that you highlighted about what Christmas means to you is going to hit home for all of the mothers listening Mm. right now. So let's talk about pregnant possibilities and why that is part of your personal meaning of Christmas. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I promise I will not trail on too long for this, but (laughs) there are a couple of reasons why I used that particular phrase, pregnant possibilities. First Mm -hmm. of all, um, Christmas is a time to remember the embodied nature of God, Mm -hmm. that that God's ministry to us and through us is not without us. Mm -hmm. God literally comes through us. And he chose to come into this world like every single human being came into this world through a woman's womb. Mm-hmm. And for me, just I remember. Um, so I, I was I was in active ministry when I was pregnant with both of the girls, and um, it was around Christmas time. Addie was born in February. Josie was born in March. Mm-hmm. And right before Addie was born, it was not uncommon for m- people, mostly women, mm-hmm. to come up to me and say, "You should stop preaching now." You know, I, you're starting to show and we're getting worried about you. Or I would preach and people would say, do you need to sit down? Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you talk to your doctor and your doctor's like, look, if you were a runner before you were pregnant, run while you're pregnant. Yeah. If you were preaching before you were pregnant, keep preaching. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense that God equipped me and my body to be able to carry this child and to do what I was made to do. And and this is this is good. So it was when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. while preaching at Christmas time that I realized there's so much in this moment, mm-hmm. so much um, excitement. Oh my gosh, what will she look like? How will she be? How will she live? What will be required of me? So much anxiety. Oh my God, what will she look like? How will she live? What yeah. will be required of me? Yeah. Um, there was so much um, energy around me, like the static electricity around me of people not quite knowing what to do. Um, you know, can I ask to touch or should I not touch? And are you okay? <laughs> and are you pregnant or are you just big? I mean, like yeah. Yeah. all the angst. So it just felt like the air felt electric with mm-hmm. possibility. Mm-hmm. And I think about Christmas like that, that there is um, this electric possibility. And I think of Mary, pregnant and full and anxious and nervous, but knowing that what was about to come was beyond what she could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. So I love to think of that term. And I also think as women, Christmas gives us a reminder to embrace our bodies. Yeah. The, the way that God made us, with all of the bumps and the bruises and the curves and all of that, mm-hmm. that God still chooses broken bodies to bring forth beautiful blessings and miracles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that that is why God chose to have his son be physically birthed mm. into the world? Because he could have easily 
appeared as a full-grown adult. <laughs> I know. You know, yeah. I don't know. And I wrestle with that all the time. I think God could have shown up as a fully grown adult. Mm-hmm. Why a vulnerable child? Yeah. Why a vulnerable child, arguably to a vulnerable child? Mary was mm-hmm. a teenager yeah. by most accounts. Some say she was as young as 13. Others say mm. she was around 16. But she was young. She was vulnerable. She was, you know, at the time of, of the Immaculate Conception, she was not married. So mm-hmm. there's all these layers of vulnerability, and it does beg the question, God, why? Mm. Why not come in strength? But I think it speaks more about God's knowledge of us than it does about any perceived weakness of God because God has no weakness in Him. So He knew enough about our brokenness. He knew enough about our vulnerabilities that He knew the best way to um, be with us was to be like us in that way. Mm -hmm. And this is the joy, again, of Christmas. We celebrate the fully God, fully man coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That he really he had an umbilical cord, like yeah. there yeah. was placenta. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and it's just it is so humbling to know that that Christ chose to be that close to us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think too. I don't know. I I kind of thought about this a little bit before we recorded, but to have him actually grow up mm, also yes, like yes. that must have been incredible to see oh my goodness and if you think about it too i mean that gave him even more opportunity for people yeah. to to know him that's right um you know and to just see his journey mm-hmm. versus you know if he had just shown up yes i almost kind of wonder like would it always have been this kind of like mystical, magical, you know, like, mm. oh my word, he just showed up one day mm-hmm. versus like, oh, he's been here for, you know, 20 That's years. Right. We know him since he was a baby. Like, That's you know, right. so there's more of like an actual human contact, mm-hmm. you know, relationship type thing that happened because mm-hmm. he came as a baby. Exactly. And he understands what it's like to have mm-hmm. growing pains. He understands yeah. Yeah. how we feel when, you know, a child bruises a knee. He mm-hmm. he understands all of these elements. And maybe that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. I think about when Jesus comes back from uh, being resurrected and he goes into the upper room. Thomas is not there. The second time he goes, he meets the disciples. Thomas is there and he holds out his scarred hands and mm-hmm. says, touch my hands. And yeah. he says, touch my side, see yeah. and believe. And there is a part of Jesus's humanity that yeah. says to us every time, just believe. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going through. I know how it feels. You can touch me and also sense your own woundedness and your own mm-hmm. healing. Just believe. Yeah. Like he would do whatever it takes just for us to believe. Yeah. Well, and I think he understood, you know, obviously we're supposed to have faith. And, yes. you know, sometimes faith is faith in things not seen. And Absolutely. He knew <laughs> we're all human. Like mm-hmm. that's not going to be so easy for some of us. And Mm-mm. so... Yeah, he he like you said showed his scars. Like yeah. I did this for you. Mm-hmm. Like here is the proof that you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I yeah. it's just crazy. You can go down mm-hmm. a big rabbit hole. <laughs> you start, <laughs> you start thinking, but it was amazing. You just think about it like wow, he was born as a baby. Yeah. yeah. That is enough to pause. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of the goal of this Advent season leading up to mm-hmm. Christmas. Pause and meditate on what it yeah. means that Christ was born as a baby through a woman to know you, to mm-hmm. be with you. Yeah. That's that's worth meditating on. Oh, yeah. So the final part of what Christmas means to you, uh, you centered around one word, which is promise. Mm. And I think that's so powerful yeah. because we 
I feel like usually attribute Easter to mm-hmm. God's promise of eternal life, but Christmas carries just as much promise for Christians. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we don't, first of all, I think part of the challenge of Protestantism is, Mm-hmm. is we decentralize Mary. And that's mm-hmm. understandable. I mean, Scripture allows Mary to be an important part of the picture, but Christ is the center. Yeah. Um, but what we can glean from our Catholic brothers and sisters is just the, the deep importance of the prophecy of Jesus through mm-hmm. Mary. Yeah. I mean, the prophets declared Zephaniah, you know, and talking about Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. There, mm-hmm. Isaiah talks about Jesus um, born wonderful counselor, you know, mighty God. So there were prophecies throughout Old Testament scripture that Christ would be born, that he would be born in Bethlehem, that he would be born to a virgin. All of these things were set up. So by the time Mary receives her message from Gabriel, she even she knows mm-hmm. this is part of the promise. And the Messiah being born is the promise fulfilled in that moment. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Messiah was born, uh, crucified, and resurrected is a reminder of the promise that he's coming again. Mm-hmm. So, but he can't come again unless he's born. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> this is this is the gift of Christmas. We get to be in the here and now while he was born as a baby, praise God. And we get to be in the what is yet to come. Mm-hmm. One day, this born child came who was born and made flesh to dwell among us to be like me is coming back for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it, it kind of shrinks past, present, and future into one moment in the birth of Christ. He was born, he died, he rose, he's coming again, all happening right on this time when we recognize Christmas. Yeah. Well, Christmas, it, it just exudes peace mm. and togetherness. Yes. And as Christians, how can we utilize this season to be a witness to those in our lives who aren't saved? Mm. Great question. Well, there are so many ways that you can approach this because it's not the witness of Christ is not exclusive to Christmas. Christmas gives mm-hmm. us a beautiful opportunity to do that. Yeah. I think one is it gives us a chance to talk about our peace. Mm-hmm. Not peace mm-hmm. that comes from Zen meditation or peace that comes from you know a particular practice. We get to talk about peace with God. Mm-hmm. That the peace we experience through Christ is because through Christ we have peace with God. Mm-hmm. So it gives us a chance to say, "I, you long for peace. I long for peace in Christ. We experience it once and for all." Mm-hmm. So certainly there's a, a part of Christmas that allows us to talk about our faith. Yeah. I think there's also a part of Christmas that allows our actions to speak of our faith. Usually around the holidays, people tend to be more generous, more charitable. There are things we can do in our community because we believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, serving in shelters is just one that comes to mind because there will always be, Jesus even said it, the poor will always be among you. So what can we do to serve? There are always children in need of gifts. And God knows most of our children do not need more <laughs> gifts. Um, but for those who don't have enough, mm-hmm. either in the United States or abroad, there are so many uh, Christmas child programs and Christian-led mm-hmm. drives yeah. that allow us to show our generosity to other children. 
And then I do think um, Christmas time can be most challenging for elders, um, those in hospice and palliative care, those in um, nursing homes. Mm -hmm. We tend to focus so much on young people during the Christmas holidays. We forget that there are older people who may not have relatives that that Mm -hmm. can come in. So, um, you know, there's been several years where my family and I have gone and we've sung Christmas carols Mm -hmm. at a nursing home or just went to sit with some of the residents there because my grandmother was once in a nursing Mm -hmm. home and we remembered how beautiful that was. Mm -hmm. So I would say there are things we can say by bearing witness of what we believe and why we believe and where our peace and our joy comes from. Then there are things we can do. We can show up for the least of these and allow the love and the power of Christ to flow through our hands and feet. Yeah. You know, speaking of peace, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, after this year, um, you know, with everything that happened in Israel and Palestine, you know, peace is going to be a hot topic for for people, maybe not in the best way, but I mean, it is going to be something that if they hear it being talked about, Mm -hmm. like they will listen. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is your year. That is it <laughs> for that everyone it. who wants to share about the peace and yes. you know, the possible peace and togetherness of being a Christian and Amen. You know, Christ love. Like this is your time. <laughs> Now's the time. That's right. This is your time. Just make mm-hmm. sure that you are speaking in love and, mm-hmm. and something that represents how God feels about. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, at Christmas is quite literally right around the corner. So, yes. what are you most looking forward to this Christmas season? Oh, well, I'm a foodie, so I'm most looking forward oh, to the yeah. food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is it, Chris, like Thanksgiving is known for the meats, yeah. but Christmas is known for the sweets. Yes. So yes. I'm actually looking forward to trying out some new recipes. I'm not, I usually keep my kind of adventures, my cooking adventures in the savory zone, mm-hmm. but with the kids, we've kind of ventured into the sweet zone. Yeah. So I haven't quite gotten there. The last cake I made from scratch, we all agreed was really subpar, but we ate it anyway because it's just, you know, we just Cakes went for are it. Hard. Cakes, Cakes are hard. Cakes are, especially when it's not just, yes. you know, instructions box. on the box. Yes. Right. Yes. So yeah, we're going to try our hand at cakes and cookies. My husband, his nickname by the girls is Cookie Monster. So oh, I'm yeah. really, I'm all about the Christmas cookies. <laughs> Same. I, yeah. my family has a gingerbread recipe that has Ooh. been perfected over the years. And apparently right. I am the only one who can really do it. Unfortunately. <gasps> Isn't <laughs> so, that's like a prize, like it's a badge that you wear with it honor. It is, except <laughs> that it is not the easiest thing to make. <laughs> so oh. when everybody's requesting it and you've got, you know, six siblings and all oh. that, like it's it's a bit much. But yeah, you know Santa's workshop. I do it in love. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is actually a really good point. Like why is why is Christmas all about the sweets? I don't know. That's it's worth it. exploring. Because <laughs> it you know, is it because we need like the extra dose of sugar to get to the end of the yeah. year. Yeah. Is it because it's so cold? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a reason. Somebody yeah. out there, you know the reason. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we wrap up this month's conversation, which is the last conversation of 2023, Yay. what is one piece of advice or thought from this conversation that you want our listeners to remember the most? Mm. I think I want our listeners to remember what it means to be present Mm -hmm. with God, with our loved ones, even with ourselves. Mm. And and I want us to remember that being present doesn't mean being perfect. In fact, um, part of what I appreciate about the way that Jesus came into the earth is 
by not just simply appearing, he went through the entire like messy birthing mm-hmm. process, yeah. which is extremely messy and intimate. And, you know, it just, it requires so much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that's what our relationships will take. They're not always easy. Yeah. They, not every relative has a great relationship with us. There are some estranged um, mm-hmm. relationships. There are some uh, areas of brokenness in our friendships and in our families. But if we can remember that Christ fought through all of that just to be with us, Mm -hmm. then it gives us permission and grace to fight through whatever it is just to be with people, even if being with them is just bringing them cookies or playing a game or calling or FaceTiming. I, I pray that all of us take the time to remember what presence looks like, because sometimes you have to be present with God to be prepared for what God has next. And it could be that Christmas, this season, prepares us for what God will do for us in the next year. So I want to be present, and I want my kids to learn what presence looks like from me, not always on the go and hurry, we got to get to school, and hurry, we got to do all these other things. I want them to learn what presence looks like as a means of preparation for all that God has in store. What was your biggest takeaway from Nicole's insights over the last two episodes? Let us know by leaving a review on your preferred listening platform, or leave a comment when we share this episode on Forward Social Media. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. Thank you for supporting Work, Love, Pray this year. From all of us at Forward, we hope that you have a blessed Christmas full of memories and peace, and we can't wait to join you again in 2024. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, Don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.